Um, okay, I want to. Uh, uh, first of all, we're going to give a shout out to your mate Lara. Oh yeah. And um, James's long ass nipples on this episode. Oh yeah, we are going to be talking about extended nipples. So Lara, you There's were right. There's a lot of juice going on in this one, mm. and I will not be silenced mm. on the topic <laughs> of long nipples. Do you think it was Lara's intention to silence you? No, and she, she will not succeed. Me to keep talking yeah. about it. Um, and then so there's um, more nipple content. Yeah, and then oh, and then we, um, our fan Megan Plunkett from Los Angeles, who wants to know what we look like. Keep dreaming, sweetie. Oh, from LA. Mm-hmm. Wants to know what we look like. This yes, this information comes to me via a friend. Great. Hey, Megan, keep listening. Um, I'd and love then to hear and then bec- and I have to like. uh, shout out Ama- to Amanda. Um, in Potts Point, she actually sent us something um, that I can play off my phone. Sure, Amanda, hug and kiss. Um, that she want she wanted me to play this. Mm, how am I going to do it? Here we go. Hi guys, it's Amanda here calling from Potts Point in <laughs> Sydney. I just wanted to say I love your show so much. I listen religiously every week. <laughs> Hear an indicator. Um, although Sam does sound marginally hotter than Alana, oh. but it would be a close run thing, I think. Oh. Anyway, keep up the good work. Love you guys. Thanks, Amanda. Yeah. So thanks for listening, Amanda. And mm. I think you're um, you might have it backwards, but it's no, interesting to hear your point of view. Like a, yeah. No, it's good to hear what fans think. Yeah. Thanks, Amanda. Um. Sound like a busy gal. I appreciate the. Well, time. she was obviously recording that message from the. She was like, that was a voicemail she left on my. Um, How interesting. Landline mm. telephone. Terrific. And um, she must have been in the car when she recorded that. Look forward to meeting you, Amanda. <laughs> <laughs> and a shout out to my boy Jake, who pointed out, who started watching Love Island because of our podcast, mm-hmm. was commenting on Zara and mentioned her titties being real and I was like they can't be real he was like no they mentioned in the first episode I seem to have forgotten but we were reminded of it in these episodes we watched tonight 34 double d and real and real shout out to Jakey boy and really don't justify the rest of the personality I mean they do they get they get some of the way there don't they mm, for some maybe yeah it was a very juicy episode. Fuck, I love Love Island, Sam. Well, we, <laughs> you said that a number of times <laughs> while we were watching. Tonight. I really love it. For everyone listening, we watched episode 17 and because we just couldn't get enough, we watched episode 18 on the back of it. And I'm just really feeling the show at the moment. You really were. You were umming and ahhing along. <laughs> I was I was doodling on my pad <laughs> while you <laughs> <laughs> Sam was um taken by the magic of his stylus but I I had lent in I was like half a foot away from the laptop screen I was really into it anyway there is so much beautiful human drama in this show right now like so much archetypal stuff yeah it's just and and it it's flowing so wonderfully between the characters and their personalities are coming out and I I just think I think the show does it, it takes a little while to build up. You sort of do need to get to episode fifteen to feel like you know these people enough to uh, care. I think there's already been some peaks. I mean I agree true, with you. True. We're building up um some familiarity with the characters but definitely. That's the but there's some been some evolve. juice peaks already. Like yes. the, it's overflowed here and there. Yes. But these la- these last two episodes were huge. They've known each other for a couple of weeks at least now. Yeah. And we're really seeing these interactions, they're sort of, they're fleshed out now. Mm. And I am just enthralled. Mm. What in particular? I, I think because now at episode 17, 18, relationships have had enough time to 
sort of begin a solidification. It's almost like, you know, when you put a cake in the oven, it's just started to get hard. And if you were to fuck it up then, if you were to shake that pan at that point, shit's going to get real messy. Yeah. We're at that perfect point. It's like the seven-day itch rather than the seven-year itch. Right, exactly. Yeah. They are all at like the decision point. And for instance, Nathan yes. and Carr are lying in bed. Nathan They're impervious. whispers in her ear and says, I want to... Um, oh. I want to eat your pussy. Oh my god! And I she it. says, "I, I mean, we didn't, we don't hear that, but it's implied that's what he said." And she says, "I only do that sort of thing with my boyfriend." And he goes, "Then they have the convo." And she goes, uh, "Does that mean you're my boyfriend?" And, and like he goes, "And he got real yeah, shy." Yeah, I'm, I'm gonna be your boyfriend. And then of course they have the cut to to the like to camera diary room bits where they're like, "Oh, it's embarrassing to talk about, but we talked about being boyfriend girlfriend." Yeah, but anyway, and then um. Kara looks at him and goes, oh, you're blushing, you're blushing. And he goes, I'm going to suck you dry. <laughs> <laughs> it was a very hot moment. It's beautiful. So they're obviously, they've made it through the great seven-day filter. And they're cocooned now, like ain't yeah. nothing going to touch that. But and that that was like the moment, even though, yes. sorry, that was the ratification of a moment that had yes. happened long ago for them, I suppose. But then... But to say it out loud, that's meaningful. Yep. They've been doing a dance. They've put it into words. Mm-hmm. It's meaningful for them. We're 17 epi- epis in. Mm-hmm. They've been together since day one, literally. Yeah. 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 So, so two new boys came in mm-hmm. tonight in episode 17. Men we'd not met before. <laughs> and we'll get into their specifics, but in relation to Kara and Nathan... They were talking about who they might like and both of them were like, what about Kara? And they were both like, well, she's married. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) But they said that about Marlon and about Katie as well and neither of those couples are anywhere near as solid as Kara and Nathan. No, no, no. It'd be nice to work out. They're the true married couple. Kara and Nathan. Yeah, they're the only married couple really in there. But um, the occasion of those boys coming into um, Mm. into the villa was... The, the time that I think that, that, that raised the only, the only comment I have this week about um, mm. the constraints of the show itself and like, because it, there was so much real shit going on in this and it felt so real mm. and sort of unedited. But, mm. um, but there are, th- this was a moment where I was like really butted up against the, the box that the show represents when the boys walk in and the, um, the voiceover guy goes, um, yeah, here come two new boys, and they're they're walking up in like short shorts and shoes yeah. and no other clothing. Yeah, so they're sneakers and short shorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah. the old trainers and short shorts. <laughs> and um, the the voiceover guy goes, "Do these people <laughs> own any clothes?" <laughs> and this is like as these two like highly like curated and groomed men sculpted walk into the. Internet hell surveillance prison, <laughs> right? <laughs> Entertainment prison. Yeah, like clearly in clothes that the producers have told them to wear. Forced them to wear. Yeah, and then the voiceover <laughs> guy is like about them as if it's a comment on their particular it's so character. Cruel. It's so Going, cruel. do these people own any clothes? But it's also a comment on their character because they're in the show. participating in the show yes. and they've said yes to the yes. producers, of course. But it just it brought up that like that problematic for oh, me immediately, it's where it's like, oh, okay, yeah, they are like that, but yeah, also, we're, yeah, we're you, gonna throw you voiceover man are yeah. like that, yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, you don't even <laughs> because they came in without their their like overnight wheelie suitcases, which you usually see people with, but yeah. they didn't even have that. They don't need it. But of course, that's all set up to humiliate them for that one gag that yeah. the voiceover man can tell. Exactly. It's true. Yeah. <laughs> it's true. But look, they looked fine. They na- they they are like they're both very attractive men. James 20. He's a new j- news agent. Huge agent. <laughs> <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't say the word because I've never said it before. New Jack a, City. It's a career. I'm sorry. He was like, "Hello, I'm James. I'm 20. I'm a news agent from Teddington." Teddington. <laughs> Oh, we were going to look that up. Where is Teddington? Let, okay, I'm going to bring... I'm He's a news agent. Cameron, can you bring that up? <laughs> I'm just asking our producer. <laughs> <laughs> um, J- 
James has... Oh, it's um, near Twickenham. Oh, Twickenham. It's near Twickenham Station. Um, what? Which is where? Where are we talking? What, what is the hub near this? London? Yeah. Isn't, oh. it, isn't it out of London? I'm just scrolling oh, out I now. I don't know. They just said Teddington. Yeah, it's out of. It's like outside of London. Where in what direction? In the southwesterly direction. Oh. I mean, it's not very outside of London. It's like just an outerish suburb of London. It's southwest. Yeah. And anywhere near Peckham? Mate, I don't know this shit. Well, it's he described himself as a lovable It's near rogue. Hampton Court Palace, oh. which is temporarily closed. Uh. <laughs> One imagines <laughs> Google for, Maps. <laughs> for COVID. <laughs> and another place called Bushy Park, Bushy also Park. temporarily closed. Well, funnily enough, the other newcomer, Alex, he, he made his way to a Bushy Park. Should we try and find the news agency? I would love to know which news agency okay. James works at. Cameron, can you just switch us to Google Street View, please? Thank I just you. like, couldn't they just say he works in retail? Like, I'm 20 and I'm a news agent. Well, maybe he's from a long line of news agents. Maybe. maybe and maybe he's true. proud of it. Fair maybe enough. maybe he's not from a long line of news agents. Maybe he's the first one of his kind to have a job. And he's a news agent. An agent of the news. <laughs> That's the thing. It's I imagine an agent of the new. You could call a politician that. You could call uh, anyone's like a, a news agent. And yeah, like a, a world, a global assassin is an agent of the news. In what way? They produce news. Everyone produces news. Mm. Like a murderer is a news agent. Definitely. Yeah. Serial rapist. I mean, we're being agents of a kind of news right now. Yeah. But, like, we weren't being so yesterday. I reckon we get our model of a news agency from England, right? Like, we get the, 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 we get our political system from the Brits and we also get our news agency system. What if news agencies what they started sell? in Teddington? They sell, they sell newspapers, stationery, and also you can collect your post from there. And killer pythons. Sometimes yeah. they have loose candy. Yeah. Sometimes. Sometimes, but um. But that's more of a milk bar news agency hybrid. No, it is. But that's why I specify killer pythons up, and also long long bits of licorice. Only those two things. Uh, where did you grow up? Perth, like a gold Western rush Australia. town. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, is Perth, Western Australia, a gold rush town? I don't know. You tell me. It's an iron rush town now. <laughs> There's quite a lot of mining. Mm. Is it a gold rush town? What are news agents? The news. I think it is because it sort of served some Kalgoorlie. Some loose candy, magazines, stationery, and sometimes a and post. And one fridge with yeah, some drinks yeah, in it. Yeah. But that's maybe even a newer development. A couple of Sprites. Yeah. Sprite Coke and some Mount Franklin waters. Yeah. Um... Yeah, I don't know. Look, what does the fuck such is a, thing, a news Does agency? such a thing exist in a non-English speaking yeah. country? Does such or a thing exist in the country. States? You've got a newsstand. Yeah, exactly. Do you have a news agent? No, I don't know if they have news agents. Go to Google. <laughs> <laughs> Siri. <laughs> Cameron, bring that up. Cameron. Anyway, well, James. A news, news agent's agent. shop or simply news agents or paper shop. News agency, Australian. Or newsstand, American. Uh, yeah, but newsstand is a bit less full-featured. Newsstand news is less, less... There's less going on at a newsstand. You can, you can stay... <laughs> As a 12-year-old, you can spend all day in a news agency. Absolutely, because there are inky pens and sometimes and candy books. and comic books mm. and sometimes pornographic magazines. Always pornographic magazines. Mm. Oh, yeah. One can become, I hear, quite adept they also ha- at they shoplifting both comics and pornographic magazines as a child. Uh, really? Who do you hear that from? A friend. Mm. What's their name? David. David. Hi, David. Shout out to David listening David, from you Perth, need help. Western Australia. Get help, David. Um, 
I can't they also find sell, a news agency they in also Teddington. Sell, Do you think he's lying? Oh my! There's not one news agency in Teddington. No. Oh no. There might be a Tesco or something that sells some. Oh wait, here we go. Do they call themselves news agents? Dowsett's news agents. Is that where he works? Could do. <laughs> there's there's Dowsett's and there's Modi's, and I'm guessing he works at Dowsett's. All right, I trust you. Well, he didn't look um, like a Modi. <laughs> <laughs> like a like an Arab person, maybe. Wouldn't Modi be? Indian. Indian, yeah. Maybe. Um, he didn't look like that, but actually he sort of does. Hey, let, let's edit that out and say, wouldn't Modi be Indian, subcontinental? Subcontinental Asia. Well, you want to start again? Yeah, we'll <laughs> start again. We're going to edit that. Where, what minute is that? Edit, 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 edit. edit, <laughs> edit, edit. <laughs> Wouldn't Modi be subcontinental? Subcontinental. Subcontinental. But he does have... Anyway, that doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> to do some phrenology on him now? Yeah, I know. I felt his skull. It feels subcontinental. Mm. Anyway, we met another boy. His name is Alex. He is 24. He's a scaffolder. And I didn't catch where he was from. Um, do you remember? I might have written it down. Give me a sec. No. No, we don't care. Because but I wrote he that he's good looking. Yeah. <laughs> he's hot. He's so hot. He's really not my type. But then once I saw him from a couple of angles. You can't deny Once I hot. saw him in motion. He's got like a bit he of a. He's hot. It's like an off book reference because he doesn't look like Killian Murphy. But he's mm. got that sort of thing going on where he's just got quite he's an. He's a sandy blonde Killian. He's quite an ex- he's got quite an exquisite face. It's such a good call because I find Killian to be just exquisite. Yeah. In his performances, not so much in his real life. Mm. But he's got the like he's got quite um voluptuous lips mm-hmm. and he's got blue eyes and he's got wonderful face bone structure. Alex is hot. And a terrible haircut, but that doesn't matter. Doesn't even matter. Yeah. And he's got a great physique as well. Oh, he does. Speaking for the boys. Um, but James, we should mention for Lara that James is the one with the extended nipples. He's clearly roided up. I'm learning Yeah, this I'm not sure about Alex. I think he, I mean, he could just be a really lean boy, but... He's a scaffolder. True, and he's quite active. Whereas Jamie's just got all the telltale signs. Yeah. He's got back knee, he's got huge nippies, he's got a weird like HGH gut. Where he's, yep. you know, he's got abs over the mm. fat. Alex doesn't have that. No, Alex doesn't have that. He's got yeah. scaffolders abs. Yeah. They're just there. Hi, Alex. So they came into the house and, you know, one thing that we noticed, Sam, was that when t- when two when people enter into the house at the same time, simultaneously, it builds this solidarity between them. Mm-hmm. Um, that is, that sort of remains unbroken. It's a sustaining solidarity if they're there at the same time, if they arrive at the same time. Yeah. Or if they're even leaving at the same time, there's like an instant solidarity that's sparked up. We notice that. Anyway, they get talking. <coughs> the other housemates are asleep. They're, they're, they're roaming around. They're like, oh, my God, they're going to flip when they see us here. And they're talking about who they might be interested in. Mm-hmm. Alex was interested in Sophie. He said it. He was like, I'm, in, I'm interested in some cougar action. <laughs> but was concerned about maybe the ruffling of Tom's Oh, he's like, Tom is going to kick off if one of us cracks yeah. on with Sophie. But said, oh, I don't give a fuck though. I don't really care. Like, I'm interested in Sophie. Turns and he out read, that, he turns read out Sophie's unconscious as well. He's like, yeah, she doesn't really want to be with Tom. Well, and he, But he said explicitly... I, I, she, we've been watching the show, and I saw her say, "I'm waiting for someone to come in and sweep me off my feet." And he wants to be that guy. Yeah, he's not tall enough. Turns out, though, when things play out, neither of those men have the balls to challenge that relationship because neither of them go for Sophie. Yeah, well, Sophie isn't come hither with either of them. No, as, I mean, as far as we know, we we're relying on the editing. Oh, but maybe they're just scared of Tom. They're, that's what I mean. I think they're scared of Tom. 
Do you reckon? They don't. I think he. That was all talk when he was like, "I don't really care what Tom thinks." So, do you think that Sophie likes that about Tom? That he sort of keeps her. Yeah. Or do you think that <coughs> that's a prob like a big problem? Because it's definitely a problem, even if she likes it. But I'm just curious, curious if you think it's um well a necessary part of their relationship. Later on in this episode, one of the girls is talking to one of the new guys and says, "Tom's." A nutcase. Don't even go there. Don't even try that. Mm. So we 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 again got this tiny glimpse into his. Um, Do you think his nutcaseiness is that he doesn't talk to anybody unless it's like to defend? I his know. Patch. What are we not seeing? Because we never see him just chatting with anyone. Chatting with the lads. No, he looks really uptight when he's talking to someone. Yeah, like he's just waiting. To be back with Sophie and to claim his ground or something. It doesn't look natural. Yeah. That said, I'm converted. I think he is actually a good-looking man now. Tom Painted Egg? Tom Painted Egg. I think the Painted Egg has quite a, a handsome face and he's got piercing eyes. He's got really interesting eyes. Yeah, it's like when you look at an egg that's been painted with blue eyes, they're quite piercing. Because <laughs> they're just like... He's just got like Egyptian hieroglyphics for eyes. Exactly. That's yeah. very piercing. Okay, well I'm I'm not I don't make the rules. I'm it just I'm just reading the tea leaves. I just think that we're we're getting these little hints of something that the editing is not showing us, which mm. is that Tom, Tom is possessive and potentially frightening. And I'm not sure if Sophie is enjoying that space or feels entirely trapped i really don't know i don't know either but i know that uh, i mean we didn't get a lot of sophie mm -mm. we only had sophie as the sort of um conciliatory presence amongst the girls we didn't see any sophie and boys yeah but she was stuff this this these last two episodes yeah so so, so chronologically speaking the boys come in The when they were when they were still alone and they'd not been integrated into the full group, they talked about Zara. They reflected on toast, toast noodle toast, Miss mm. GB, and both of them expressed being disinterested, not at all interested in Zara. And I love how one of them said, I think James said it. He was like, "What even is Miss Great Britain? Does she just make cups of tea or something?" Like he was confused by the concept of Miss Great Britain. <laughs> I love the idea of Miss Great Britain being just they make cups of tea. Competition like, tea maker. Yeah, because that's just their impression of their mothers. Exactly. Yeah. Like, And I love that they were co totally confounded. Anyway, both of them were sort of being a bit cruel, but it's fine. They were having a private conversation on television about Zara. They weren't interested in her. They were interested in Olivia. They thought she was hot. They were interested in Sophie. They thought she was hot. Zara, not so much. And then they talked about liking Olivia's ass. Olivia's got a great ass, apparently, and apparently. Zara's tits, though. That's the only likable feature of her. But Olivia's got a pair on her as well, so I don't know why they're... But Zara's a real, and this is important. Oh, Olivia's not? No. You Olivia look at me like I should know that for sure. Have you not Th looked at them? I've looked at them. They just look big. They don't they look, do look necessarily it's fake. True. It's true, but... Apparently, her Olivia's ass and Zara's tits, and they said, and they're real. But that was in a mocking tone. They were mocking Zara, having talked about it so much. Yeah, I mean, when he walked out of... Uh, I'll spoil it and say he and Zara fuck later. So, this is the episode where Zara does the thing, and then... She gets <laughs> decrowned because of it. Yeah, so this is the decoronation. With Alex, episode. 24 scaffolder. I, w I was wondering why we call it deflowering instead of decoronation in the first place. Girl, you'll be your woman so much can't count all the ways I died for your girl and all they can say is he's not your kind like what why why did we choose not because decoronation is particularly good metaphor for it either but why is deflowering a good metaphor for it I don't even know why we call losing one's virginity deflowering what is that about is the hymen a flower surely it's not really a reference to the hymen so much as it 
just is a reference to virginity the virginity is a flower. Is a symbol, yeah. But maybe it's the hymen. I don't, I don't really even know. Maybe the vagina is a flower, or but, the I mean the vulva de- is a flower. You're right, though you're deflowered, so a flower is taken away. So the virginity is the flower. The flower of youth, maybe. Yeah, but a flower a starts as a bud, yeah. and it opens. Okay. But when a flower opens, so it, it should doesn't be get deprived of its own be an flowerness. In flowering. Yeah, it's weird. Or just like, yeah, thank you for contributing to the <laughs> flowering. Thank you for your contribution. It's fucked. Yeah. It's so fucked. Anyway, that's a recurring thing. But yeah, as soon as we started referring to it as the decoronation, I it sort of alienated me from the metaphor of deflowering, which of course I've never thought of really before. Is like, why? But I never even thought of de Like when I've been saying, this is going to sound naive, but I've been saying decrowning and the term coronation. Mm. The the word corona mm. does that mean crown in Spanish? Yeah, coronavirus is called that precisely because it looks like it. It's a it's a virion that looks as if it wears a crown because it's got um, these reticular protrusions from ah, it. Ah, like yeah. that the the emoji of the virus. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Very interesting. Um, so anyway, the point was that we, you were ridiculing Zara's breasts. No, I wasn't. And um, I wasn't. so was I everybody was admiring else. Them. When Alex they were ridicul- ridiculing <laughs> her pride in having natural 34 double Ds. Yes, and ridiculing the fact that she re- makes reference to Miss Great Britain all the time. Yes, they were mocking her. Uh, but when, when uh, Alex and Zara come out of the hideaway after decoronation... Mm. Everyone goes to Alex, why did you do that? Yeah. As if it's just the most ridiculous thing mm. to have sex with Zara. Mm. Okay, so for everyone, it was they'd not the new boys hadn't spent a night yet. It's still their first day. Alex gets a text to say no, Zara gets a text to say that she can take someone on a date. Mm-hmm. It's all set up. Alex and Olivia have spent the afternoon together. They really like each other. Zara sort of knows in her bones that Alex isn't interested in her, but nevertheless feels so much of an outcast. Her attempts at love have been thwarted at every step and she gets this text to say she can take someone on a date. Now, James, the other guy, 20-year-old newsagent from Teddington, he was sort of interested in her. But nevertheless, she wanted Alex. Some sure. she wanted yeah. Alex to. She it was a it was a power play with We heard a bit of Olivia. their interest, but I never saw it. No, I never saw it either. Yeah. No, exactly. And he'd said otherwise when he first came into the house. Anyway, Zara chooses Alex, and Alex, before he's chosen, says to Olivia, "I hope I don't get chosen. <laughs> like I'm interested in you. I'm not interested in Zara." It was so painful for this to be happening behind Zara's back. Yeah, he didn't want to be chosen. He's not interested in her. He ch- she chooses him nonetheless. It's funny now, in retrospect, to think that his wish to not be chosen in that circumstance was because he knew that he wouldn't yeah. be able to refuse yeah. the invitation. Yes, to have sex. That's right. So he was like, "As soon as I'm in that room, I'm gonna have to do what I'm told." That's right. Therefore, I hope not to be chosen. He didn't realize you could go in the room and say, hey, I really like you. You're a nice person, but I don't want to have sex with you. So they had sex and there was a big fallout. Mm. And I mean, let's not like just Zara was so remorseful. This isn't me. I've never had a one night stand. I don't know what I did. I feel so ashamed. People are going to judge me for being someone I'm not. And then Alan and... People asked Alex, why did you do it? And, well, one person asked him, why did you do that? You're interested in Olivia. Why on your first night you stoop Zara Mm. in the hideaway? Like, what was that about? And you sort of see his face drop a little bit and he was like, I I didn't want to mug her off. He didn't. No, that that was in... That uh, That was to Olivia. That was to Olivia, yeah. So, yeah. But I think that's true. I think he didn't quite know that you could say no. Liv said, why did you... um, Oh, they were talking about it anyway, and he was, and she was like, "You don't even like Zara. Why yeah. did you do it?" And he's like, "Oh, well, I thought if I didn't do it, that would be really muggy with her." Yeah. And yeah. yeah. 
So he said that to Olivia, and I think that him having said that to Olivia reconciled him with Olivia because then she hugged him and yeah. put her boobies on him. Yeah. Uh, so what is it do you think she liked in that? Because he presented a pretty weak position. He said, I only, went in, I only had sex with her because I didn't want to hurt her feelings. Yeah. Which is not like that's a, a, a very, it's not a very strong affirmation of his own desire. Of his ability, like th- of him being able to sort of stand by his own desire. Mm. So, do you think that she mm. likes in him that he's passive in that way and will do what he's told? I think it maybe showed some softness to him. So you think that passivity? Like, sure, he was softness. just getting his d- dick wet, and that was one way she could. Like, you're just. You just get in your own. Boys will be boys. Ca- yeah, you don't care about me, and that would sort of be unappealing. But I don't. Yeah, I think she she saw some softness in him, and he was very honest with her. He was like, he was honest. He was really honest. He it was it like, did have a I don't really. I d- yeah, I don't yeah. really click with Zara. I click with you. I want to keep getting to know you, as they say. And I think that she knew that she could take it as a certainty that he wasn't crushing on Zara more than he is her. Oh, yeah. And that's all she needed. Well, because he was nervous as fuck while he was talking to her. Yeah. He was scratching himself. He was flipping a pen. Yeah. He was, yeah, very nervous boy. Yeah. Yeah. He found some papers from somewhere by the pool and he was like... Yeah, he was just shuffling. Ordering them. Yeah, Yeah, shuffling papers. Where'd you get those papers? He was just cycling between different things to fidget with. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, he was shuffling a deck of cards. He had one of those coins cascading (laughs) down his (laughs) How did he do that? Yeah. It was all at once. He had one of those little fidget boxes that you can get from an Instagram ad. He suddenly had reading glasses. He was like fidgeting yeah, with those. He was. And um, he was playing a little YouTube of Zizek. <laughs> um, yeah. Sniffing his and pulling, pulling his at his t-shirt. His t-shirt. Yeah. Oh. He was. He was brushing some dandruff from his shoulder. I think, I think Olivia saw that this was not a threat to her desirability. Mm. And actually, it was like him just being a bit of a slut, and she was cool with that because I yeah. like how everyone sort of, everyone sort of settled into this response to this surprising sex, which was it's they just kept saying it's just a bang. Yeah, they, they all came around to this idea of like, let's just like chill out here, guys. It's yeah. just a fucking. All they bang. did is had sex. They just had sex. It's okay. Historically, an outsider position. I know, which we were really surprised <laughs> yeah. by because when who were the guys were talking? Yeah. And I think it was Adam mm. who does have an existing sort of nascent connection with Zara. Mm. And he was talking with some other dudes and then he was like, look, really, it's fine. It's just a bang. Mm. And they're like, yeah, it doesn't really matter. And we were like, so, ref- like, it was so refreshingly surprising to hear that, right? Mm. That they weren't, it, no one was getting defensive and I don't know. It was great. Yeah, it, it was, was It was great, but I want to watch more. Yeah. Because, yeah. Well, Have I mean, you she read, gets de- um, decoronized. <laughs> she does. Have you ever read um, The Five Women Who Loved Love? No. It's a book. It's a book that I've read many times and I've like done a study of called um, The Five Women Who Love Love. It's by Ihara Saikaku. No. 17th century Japanese author. No. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> who was writing during um, a period of stability under the Tokugawa shogunate. Wow. Edo period Japan. <laughs> yeah, not my uh, area of expertise, but please go on. Um <laughs> At a time when um, the samurai were fading in significance because mm. there was no war and instead this class of people known as the chunin who were like a type of mer- a merchant class mm. were rising in prominence and they were, unlike the samurai, not bound by too many moral co- mm. scruples mm. and were very partial to like geisha and to the pleasure houses of Osaka and to lots of like um, parties and prostitution. But Sakaku writes these of these um, five women who love love. It's not, a, and I- in each of his five stories, both a man and a woman is punished very terribly for mm. fucking out of school. 
Mm. For there, there's no such thing as just a bang, mm. even though this is a place that um, at that time known as the floating world, mm. where nothing really mattered, and you can, you know, and um, everything is permissible. A lot of things were, yeah, exactly. Mm. A lot of things that hadn't previously been mm. permissible mm-hmm. and purchasable were, and like, a, like um, that sort of partying was overtly permissible and so it sounds like the author was making a comment on the repercussions of this lifestyle it was a judgment yeah i don't know this cultural shift i mean saikaku himself was of the merchant class and Mm. was uh did after he was widowed frequent the pleasure houses of osaka (laughs) but um (laughs) so i I, maybe he was writing his own comeuppance but because he was very dedicated to his wife until she died so i suppose he would but I mean, um, I think that uh. the I think that there's still an immutable truth in there, which mm. is that even though we see them all being very permissive, it's, n- it's uh, never just a bang. Yeah, it's never just no. a bang because there's so much else going on. Of course, I mean, of course, it is just a bang, as in in like in amongst yes. all of the all the sands of history, the fact that those two genitals touched yes. is the minor point. Yes. Yeah, but there's other stuff going on that isn't just yes, anything. Yeah. Yes, and we'll, um, and I imagine we'll find it like emerging in the unconscious of the show yes. as, as we go along. And one of the things is that Zara lost her crown. Yes. Yeah. And it was terrible for Zara. Like it, it was shattering for her own sense of self identity. Mm. But I think for Olivia, this guy that she was crushing on, mm-hmm. stooping someone else, to her. You know, it, it it wasn't such a big deal. And also, I think she knew unconsciously that it was going to give her fuel to be able to play him mm. a little bit, to mm. be able to draw it out and make a game of it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. She saw it as just another, like, a, a, a game step yeah. in their fraternising. Totally. So, yeah. Olivia, so, it wasn't, yeah. It wasn't she so saw it as just like, oh, okay, now I've got a bit more. Now he's coming to me as something. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Definitely. Whereas for Zara, it was shattering for her identity to have had such meaningless casual sex. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think briefly because she didn't look too traumatised like by the she end of that day. She was having a great time. Yeah. Oh, you mean or, uh, later. Yeah, yeah <laughs> she was having a, a great time during the sex. But also mm. by the end of the day, she looked to have reconciled herself with yeah. what had happened. Yeah. I hope so. Uh, mm-hmm. Although th- we know that that's not the case because well, ha- I can't get any closer. Yeah, but you keep going away from it. Do I? Yeah. Um. <laughs> 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 well, we know that it ruins her life. So, it's yeah, it's... it's See, now you're talking away from I it. I am. Yeah, sorry. I'm <laughs> sorry. Can you pass me my vape, please? I'll, t- I'll ask you into the microphone. Thanks. It's mine. That's your vape. So. Still talking away from the microphone. I'm not. I'm like a, a fucking half an inch away from the microphone. No, no, but it's about the direction. Oh, okay. So if you need to look at your thing, make it so that the direction of it is there. <laughs> now you can both look at your thing and talk directly well, into the mic. I can't see the notes, but it's fine. <laughs> um, well, I, look, you could take my... My example, do you see how I'm both referring to my notes here and talking into oh the I microphone? See. I see how you just cast your eyes to the side. Yeah. I it's see. It's a, it's a function that my eyes have. Can I get that? Um, you can. Uh, what, what do I hear? Zara's in the cringe zone. She said wicked. Oh, she did. They went. When they went in there. They went into the hideaway. Zara was trying to flirt. Sam and I both cringe. I mean, the world cringes when Zara tries to flirt. Mm. And I, I don't want to be mean to Zara. I love these people. It's I'm not mean-spirited. Zara's but there is something. It's it's a very – she's a good girl, but it, there's something she's, – she's illustrative of this failed dance. Yeah. I mean, but sh- – the thing is, she can't. She can interact with the women as a sub, yeah. But she can't really ever be part of it. Yeah. She never gets into it. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas with the boys, she just does. She's a non-starter. Oh. She's got a role with the girls, but it's always as 
their little sister, their their lame little sister. So they played this terrible game where they got the. T- sorry, that I was that was that was explicitly <laughs> bad. Um, they th- the showrunners made the housemates play this game where James and Alex, the newcomers, had to sit alone in a room and rate everyone in the house from good to bad on three different scales. One was banter mm. from good to bad. One was ha- who's real, good mm-hmm. to bad, and one was fit. I mean, it's so cruel. Anyway, banter, Zara was the worst. Zara was rated the worst at banter in the house, which makes sense, really. And Absolutely then, worth, like... And um, interestingly, Zara was the worst, and then the second worst for banter was Katie. But for fit... The most fit was Katie. So banter doesn't really matter about fitness. They, the apparently these people. What are you looking at? How long we've been recording? How long have we been recording? Fifty-seven minutes. Are you serious? Mm. We've got like twenty minutes. I know. That was a quick. Yeah, it's gone quickly. Anyway, Zara, Katie, bad at banter, but Katie can nevertheless maintain the hottest girl. Despite being the second worst at banter, she is shit at banter. <coughs> and she's shit at we banter. watched her in a date later with Jamie. But all the men want her. She was shit, but she was confident and like um, kittenish. Something very interesting here. Yeah, yeah, she's kittenish. She's confident. She's not overly flirty. She wasn't. She sort of maintained the integrity of of Scott in that date. Do you know what Zara unconsciously knows that she's not good at banter? Yeah, but. She cops that and laughs it off Katie in a way. Katie or Zara? Zara. Yeah. Katie <coughs> must unconsciously know she's got nothing to contribute because she's dumb. Yeah. And she can't answer a lot of questions. I don't think Katie is so dumb. I think she could carry herself in a conversation, maybe not about issues. I've never seen her carry herself in a conversation. You saw how she explained her interpersonal theory about Zara's sexual exploits. She did that very well. I think True. she has some emotional insight. I mean, I wrote insight. that down. I thought that was good. Exactly. Yes. She's got some emotional insight. But the thing is, I think that what's sexy in Katie is the way that she def- obscures her... The the mm. style with which she's chosen to obscure her weaknesses, mm. which is like with seductiveness. Mm. Whereas Zara does it with like... Motherliness. Yeah, or even just like that. Like she thinks that bumbling style of comedy is mm. is enough to get you by. She, she's also she's happy to pose as a sort of a Hugh Grant bumbler. But Hugh Grant's really sexy. Yeah, because I mean, s- different styles work for it. men and women. What what is? Can you yeah. find out Zara's accent? Because I believe it is the unsexiest accent in the world. Yeah, but I think that other like her comrades from similar area in the world could sound sexier. Do you think? I think because so. Because her accent just, I mean... it. What's her surname? Sarah Holland. Holland. Is that, that's a Dutch accent. <laughs> it is not a Dutch accent. Oh, it's just very unsexy. Um, Zara Holland. Can we play a little bit of Zara speaking for the, <coughs> for the listeners? Yes, we can. But let me find out where she's from. Oh, when she was like, oh, two boys coming. Kingston upon Hull. Hull. Bell and Sebastian spoke about Um, Hull. All right, let me. Zara Holland. Well, if you type in Zara Holland in YouTube, the number one thing that comes up, the, the number one hit is Zara Holland loose women. What? Mm-hmm. In, in what context? What's the video? I don't know, but this is Zara talking about losing her title after her Love Island romp. Oh, no. Mm. Oh,
oh, I'm looking at a photo of her and her mum. They look the same. Mm. Toasty. Yes. Noodly. Mm. <laughs> oh, my God. Th- they're twins. The mother. Yeah, her and the mother. And the mother's styled her hair the same way as Zara. Naughty on TV. No, it's not. That's not the accent. You do it. Naughty on TV. Naughty on TV. TV. Doing naughty on 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 TV. Naughty, naughty, naughty. Doing naughty on TV. To put a bit of, 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 to put a bit Put it on your PD. Yeah. So anyway, welcome to Love Mainland, the um, serious podcast where a psychologist and a psychiatrist try to diagnose what's wrong with reality television. We're going to look into the serious pathologies that are rife in this narcissistic society. We want to know why are so many people killing themselves when after they've been on this show? Why Good is question? Wh- why is this particular cultural product so lethal? Hmm. Doing or, or is it any more <laughs> lethal? Or is it any more lethal than Instagram? What else did we... Oh, yes. Isn't it? Yada, yada, yada. At the end of this uh, episode 18, Scott and Katie break up. Anyway, great chat. That was really... When they do break up, that was heartbreaking, was it not? Wasn't that one of the things that you said um, made you love the show so much? Oh, look, it was the end of two juicy episodes, but it having finished on that note of Scott and Katie not being able to come together, both of them not being happy, but I believe this might break Scott. I am concerned for him. I love these people. I can't remember. Did Scott leave the show? Oh, we don't know what's about to happen yeah. We're, we are about halfway through. I mean, we've learned some spoilers. We're halfway through. Yeah. There's a lot to come. Yeah. Um, we drew a little diagram when we were talking about the power relations and like love relations mm. within the Alex and Zara sex mm. zone. So... <laughs> zone A. Zone A. <laughs> we might... Um, maybe I'll w- put this on our website. Oh, that's good. We have a website. We're going to soon. Yeah. We don't have a website. Yeah, Cameron said he'd make us a website. Thanks, Cam. We have a subreddit <laughs> that we didn't make. We didn't. No. Um, but um, so here is, um, so we've got Liv is connected to Alex through love. They love each other. Alex. Not yet consummated. Alex and Adam connected to each other through ignorance. Liv and Zara is a power relation where Zara thought that she would gain some power by having sex with Alex, but I believe she really didn't. Alex and Zara are only connected by pity. Alex pity sexed Zara. Yes. Yeah. And Zara, for all of her fecklessness, used Alex. Yeah. She didn't. I don't think she really loved Alex anyway. She's she much love more. Love him. They they literally met that day. Sure, but you know what I mean. Th- it's possible. I mean, love at first sight. I think is she thing. wanted. I think she wanted to imagine that he wanted her, and she had the power to choose. Yeah, she but w- she she ran out of that room and into the ad- arms of Adam. Kind of, she does have um. A, a growing interest in Adam and Adam seems to have an interest in her, but I can't tell whether it's for the purposes of staying on the show. Mm. But Adam took it really well when she spoke to him quite candidly and said, look, I yeah, did this thing, d- it's really not me. I feel ashamed. I feel like everyone's judging me. What do you think? And he said, you know what I think? Today's a new day. <laughs> it doesn't matter. It's just sex. 
Good answer. It was such a good answer. But do you think it's only possible because he doesn't care? He might not care. I think he just doesn't care. Because it seems like Zara is incapable of inspiring the desire of another. This is what this show seems to be playing out. And I I suspect that this is what she felt about herself going into the show. Yeah. Yes, but she must still be cultivating it in herself, right? Yes. But d- you thought that, like, one of the things she was playing with upon coming into the show was, like, what if this is the time that I become seductive? Yes. Yeah. I mean, especially because she's been so um, successful in other, like, really contrived situations. Yes. So she's like, I oh, well, GB. maybe. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. I miss GB. I do well in pageants. Maybe yep. I'll finally find a man by going on Love Island. Yep. So, yeah, that's one side of it and then the or other side of it is i'm protected from ever finding a man by going on love island exactly yeah or let me play out with in, in like intensified clarity mm. this situation where i can't inspire the desire of another mm. like you said like we were talking about with olivia who said i didn't come on this show to be mugged off yes <laughs> you were like Isn't well it? but you've been mugged off by everybody yeah yeah so yes i believe that you didn't want to be mugged off Consciously. But it's an un- unconscious drive, an unconscious kink that she has. Yes. To be mugged off. Yeah. Although m- she's been the object of desire for most men in the house at some point. That's right. But she still manages to make it into being mugged off. Yes. And for it to not work. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. And I mean, I think it's unconscious. I think it's like masochistic without being perverted. Yes. So yes. I, th- I don't think it's like that she... Um, she knows what she needs to do to get off is to be mugged off. Yeah. Because that would be the perverted position. Yeah. I don't think she's perverse, but I think that, um, yeah. She, yeah. She wants, she's masochistic in that, in love in that way. Yeah. Yeah. All right. Okay, bye. Thanks for chatting. Yeah. Please. Come take my hand. You'll be a woman soon